Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you traumatized or are you just being dramatic? Unresolved trauma is a big term trending on social media and we need to talk about it. What does it actually mean to be traumatized? Many people actually have trauma and don't even realize how it affects them. If you think this is you or someone you know, you need to listen to this episode. Welcome back, everyone. For those that don't know me, my name is Steph and I'm a psychologist here to break it down. You may know me as Mind Food Steph from social media, but I'm here to talk to you about the important topics. But before we get into today's episode, I want to do a little reflection. What's been the highlight of your week? What's been good? What are you grateful for? Definitely for me, it was nice having friends visiting from Melbourne and going out for dinner. I haven't done that in a really long time. And I guess last month I reflected on how it's been challenging not having a lot of social connections since I moved to the Gold Coast. So having some friends this week was definitely a highlight. What has been a challenge? Ooh, I think definitely just setting goals for April was a little bit challenging. Just thinking what I really want to focus on, definitely working on my energy levels. But overall, it's been a pretty solid week and a great start to April. What have been your challenges? And how are you feeling about April so far? I'm a massive believer in setting goals at the start of every month and thinking of a theme you want for the month. The theme might be self-care. It might be prioritizing my needs. It might be saving money. So think about that. What do you want your April goal to be? And before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media. I would love to reshare it. And every follow, every rating gets us closer and closer to being recognized. And the more awareness we spread, the better. So let's get into today, the important topic of trauma. So the aim of this episode today is to equip you with a better understanding of what trauma is, different types of trauma, some of the signs and symptoms, 
The difference between post-traumatic stress disorder and complex post-traumatic stress disorder and how you can start to heal from trauma itself. Okay, so the first type of trauma you commonly hear about is what is also called conventional trauma. This is after you've been exposed to a traumatic incident, such as a car accident, a natural disaster, or an unexpected tragedy. It's traumatic because in that moment, your brain struggles to process what has happened. In some cases, the memory doesn't actually get processed and it remains in a raw state in your episodic memory, which means it's close to the front of your brain, so it can be triggered at any time. And this is what we refer to as traumatic because the memory, when it is brought up, it brings up sensations and responses that are uncomfortable and difficult to deal with. Now, your episodic memory is at the front of your brain. It's your sights, it's your sounds, your bodily sensations. And when a memory is traumatic, it usually gets stuck there. And this is why it so easily can be triggered or activated because it's at the front of your brain. And this is why people with PTSD, for example, get flashbacks because they hear a sound that reminds them of a trauma. It's close to the front of the brain and it can get activated. Now, what is normal or what is a trauma response? I want to highlight that not every traumatic incident will leave you traumatized. Following a traumatic incident, it is absolutely normal for your body to have difficulty with sleep, to feel exhaustion, to feel confusion, sadness, anxiety, agitation, numbness, dissociation, confusing, physical arousal, even hypervigilance. These are initial reactions to trauma. And in most circumstances, the brain does process this and people can get back to living their daily lives. However, if these symptoms do persist, say after four weeks, that's when you want to get it checked out because it could be a trauma response or a traumatic disorder. During this time, your brain is just trying to figure out what has gone on and send it to the right filing cabinet of your brain. Now, this processing of trauma and memories happens in your sleep. It happens during REM sleep, which is called rapid eye movement. So essentially, your eyes move back and forth, back and forth, because they're pushing your short-term memories into your long-term memory into the right filing cabinet. However, When a wound doesn't heal on its own after the incident has passed, this is what could be called trauma or traumatizing. So what is trauma? Trauma is an inner injury. It's a split within the self due to difficult or hurtful events. It's what happens within someone and not the event itself. So essentially, it is a psychological injury and it lasts long past the incident has happened. It is often triggerable at any moment, usually when you are reminded of the incident and it takes a toll on your body and your mind. Now, the trauma can either remain raw and it hurts over and over again. We're always vigilant and we're limited in our capacity to live our daily life. And this is what I was saying before, it's when a memory is stored in a raw format in the front of your brain, because the brain cannot process it, it can be activated at any time. Now, until we work through our trauma, 
We can have one foot in the past and one foot in the present, often getting triggered or feeling stuck in the past. So when your past is interfering with your present, that is usually a sign of trauma. It robs us of the present moment. It is a barrier to growth. Usually trauma can poison appreciation and it interferes with healthy brain development in children. Usually trauma is an antecedent and contributor to illness across the lifespan. And it's the most untreated cause of human suffering. Now, when we talk about conventional trauma, there's two types, and you might have heard these before. There is capital T trauma. I call this big trauma. And this is when things happen to vulnerable people that should not have happened, such as child abuse, family, loss, divorce. Yeah, this is, for example, your PTSD, which is a mental illness. Now, this type of trauma can actually predispose you to physical illness. It drives inflammation, it elevates stress, and it impairs healthy functioning of genes, among many other mechanisms. So many people you meet with trauma may also have a chronic health condition, right? And not a lot of people talk about this because obviously with psychologists, the focus is psychology. And then with chronic illness, that's that person's expertise. So I'm being mindful of what I say, but I'm going to be honest and say that there is a link. Ask anyone you know with a chronic illness or some sort of functioning with their health. Have they gone through something extremely challenging in their life? The other type of trauma is what's called small t trauma or little trauma, but it's not any less intense. This is more universal trauma. It's less memorable, but far more prevalent. Now, small t traumas could usually include bullying, repeated comments from a parent, lack of sufficient emotional connection. So it may not be that abuse that we hear about, but even highly sensitive children can be wounded in multiple ways. Even by good things not happening, that can lead to small t trauma because the person's needs for emotional attunement are not being met. When people aren't feeling seen or accepted, small t trauma doesn't require an overt traumatic incidence. It's usually a result in disconnection from the self as a result of core needs not being satisfied. And small t traumas tend to be overlooked by individuals who have experienced it. And this is because people will rationalize, oh, it's not like I was abused. It's not like my trauma was that bad. And they cognitively shame themselves as being overreactionary or dramatic. This reaction is a form of avoidance. Many times people don't actually recognize just how disturbed they are by the event or situation. And because these are surprisingly overlooked by the person, they may also be dismissed by therapists, or maybe the therapist may lack understanding about how these situations have contributed to a person's functioning. So your big T trauma, your small T trauma, let's go into other types of trauma. Vicarious trauma. This is when someone sees, hears about, or feels a traumatic experience that happened to someone else or in another place. So, for example, most people were not in 
New York the morning of September 11, 2001. Yet people who watch the news reports all day or who heard harrowing stories may have experienced this trauma. Psychologists can experience vicarious trauma through their clients. Remember, you don't have to go through the trauma to even get a diagnosis of PTSD. PTSD is witnessing, hearing about, or having someone close to you go through the trauma. Now, complex PTSD is not actually a diagnosable condition in the DSM-5 yet, which is the diagnostic manual we use in Australia, but it is a diagnosis in the ICD-10, the International Classification of Diseases. We just diagnose PTSD, but complex PTSD is the recurrent traumatic experience and it starts in childhood, such as human trafficking, childhood abuse, or chronic trauma. So there's multiple things that keep going and keep happening, whereas PTSD is one event. Then another trauma term we need to learn is trauma trigger. This is any type of internal or external reminder of the trauma. People will often say, I'm triggered. These can be in a person's awareness or not. So we can subconsciously be triggered as well and not know why. And they're not always rational because usually the amygdala is set off and the amygdala is our flight or fight and it doesn't speak in logic. So for example, a child can be playing with a dog and their parent can come up and slap them, scolding them about being late. And then from then on, the child could be afraid of dogs. This is because part of the brain that tags something as danger learns by association. It's not in the moment detail or logic. It just associates a reaction to whatever is there at the time. For example, you could be held up at gunpoint at a petrol station. And while a petrol station isn't necessarily the danger, you might be reluctant to go into petrol stations because of that experience. Now, let's talk about trauma response. This is perhaps the key to understanding trauma. This term refers to the way in which a person reacts to after-the-fact triggers that remind the brain and body of the trauma. There is also a great deal of variety to this, but some examples are being easily startled or hypervigilant, having anxiety or panic about traumatic reminders, irritability, difficulty concentrating, avoidance of the triggers, or even avoidance talking about them, derealization, which is feeling as though the world around you is not real, depersonalization, which is the feeling of watching yourself from the outside, withdrawal, sleep disturbances. Therefore, it's important to ask yourself, if you experience these, can you trace them back to some sort of incident that hurt you in the past? Just quickly, I'll talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. As mentioned, post-traumatic stress disorder is a psychological disorder that may occur in people who have witnessed or experienced a traumatic event, heard about it through someone else, or someone close to them has been through it. The event usually is emotionally or physically harmful or life-threatening and may affect mental, physical, social, and spiritual well-being. Natural disasters, accidents, rape, sexual assault, and bullying. People who have post-traumatic stress disorder usually have been experiencing these symptoms for a minimum of four weeks, and they have disturbing thoughts and feelings related to the experience after the traumatic incident 
has ended. This can include flashbacks, nightmares, they feel angry, they feel sad, they feel detached, they feel estranged. And there's different categories of PTSD. There's symptoms that can vary in severity. So you've got one, intrusive symptoms, and this is the repeated involuntary memories, distressing dreams or flashbacks. Now, flashbacks may feel so vivid that the people feel they're reliving it. So for example, a Vietnam veteran might hear a bang and then straight away he's transferred back into the war. Two, Avoidance. People avoid reminders of the traumatic event. As mentioned earlier, they might avoid petrol stations. They might also avoid thinking about it or talking about it. Three, people have alterations in cognition and mood. They may not even be able to remember aspects of the trauma because the brain does block things when it doesn't feel you have the capacity to process it. It might lead to distorted beliefs about yourself. I am bad. I didn't do enough. I cannot be trusted, which leads to ongoing fear, shame, guilt. People's mood are affected. They don't enjoy things the way they used to, which can also look like depression. And the fourth thing is alterations in arousal and reactivity. So their nervous system is out of whack. They may have anger outbursts, be irritable, behave recklessly or self-destructive. In order to meet a diagnosis of PTSD, this disturbance needs to have been occurring for more than one month. It needs to impact your social functioning, occupational functioning, or other areas of life, and it mustn't be another mental health condition. So it's important to differentiate whether it's an adjustment disorder, anxiety, or depression. Now I've spoken about what trauma is, what post-traumatic stress disorder is, let's talk about how you can start to heal from trauma. The most important thing, of course, is to get psychological help. Trauma does not resolve itself and you do need someone who is trauma-informed to ensure the therapist is able to work on the trauma. So trauma-informed means they obviously have training in trauma treatment and they understand how to manage it. Now, trauma therapy, what that might look like is Stabilization comes first. We want to make sure the person has the resources to calm their nervous system down because when you start to do exposure on trauma, it gets uncomfortable for people and we want them to be able to calm their nervous system in the moment and bring that level of arousal down because when you've gone through trauma, your adrenaline, your cortisol, it's all out of whack. So usually it doesn't take much for that person to flip into hyperarousal or flip down into hypoarousal, which is numbing, shutting off, being depressed. So the first part of trauma therapy is that stabilization and making sure that person can regulate when things do get challenging. Then the second stage we do is usually exposure work. We revisit the traumatic memories and people don't have to go through them in excruciating detail, but we work with the elements of the memory. So memory has an image, it has sounds, it has a cognition, which is a belief. And usually it's a negative belief about yourself. It's usually stored in the body and has a bodily sensation. So in EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a type of trauma therapy, we get the elements of the memory and we process it. Now, processing means going through it. It means picking out the negative thoughts. It involves rescripting those thoughts and When we have processed the memory, the memory will start to change how the person recalls it. It's not as 
bright or big or people tell me the colors will often change or they'll say it's a bit blurry I can't quite see it or the picture of the memory will change altogether it's extremely fascinating what the brain can do how do you know if you've processed a trauma well when you think about it or talk about it you are no longer activated it doesn't cause you distress you can tell the story without crying The next thing you want to do is after you do trauma-informed therapy is you want to make sure you are doing physical movement. Exercise has been shown to improve symptoms of PTSD because when you exercise, you are getting your endorphins, your serotonin, your dopamine, and it can be something fun. It can be dancing, anything to move your body because trauma is also stored in the body will help you heal. The other thing you can do at home is journaling. Journaling is such a great way to help your feelings, manage your stress, and move through complex events. Journaling helps you get in touch with what you're feeling and allows yourself to express it entirely without judgment. Focus on your feelings when you journal and accepting them. It's the key to healing your trauma. Now, it may be difficult to feel and difficult to write down, but research has shown when we put things on paper, we're actually processing on another level. And the last two suggestions when you're trying to heal trauma, and remember, this is not psychological advice or a replacement for therapy, is practice self-care. Self-care reduces stress and it can help soothe your nervous system as well. So what that means is doing things that feel good to you whether that's going for a walk, eating regularly. Self-care isn't that big massage at the end of the week. I really believe self-care is a system that you do on a regular basis. Now, please try to avoid substances and alcohol. So many people use drugs and alcohol to numb themselves out or to slow the brain down or stop them thinking and feeling. But remember, you need to feel it in order to heal it. You can't work through your feelings if you're actively avoiding them by taking drugs and substances. And don't forget, most of them are depressants, so they're going to make you feel worse. Now, if you do want a resource, I have a Calm Safe Place audio track that you can listen to. So if you go to my social media and in my bio, it's called EMDR Safe Place Installation. Now, this is an audio recording that I take you through to bring you to a calm, safe place that you can install in your brain as a resource. So if you're feeling triggered or activated, you have something to call on when you're feeling that way. In summary, remember, trauma or traumatic incidences happen and they are very difficult to manage. And if your symptoms persist for longer than a couple of weeks, seek professional help. Your brain will take time to process a traumatic incident and it is normal for a period of time to have those signs and symptoms we discussed earlier. But of course, seek help if they do persist. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram and I'll love to share it please leave a rating. It is so important to me. We are heading towards our goal of getting at least 50 ratings on Spotify. So send a rating. And if you've got an episode request, let me know on social media and I would love to do it. Take care, take pride in how far you've come and have faith in how far you can go. Bye for now. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.